Chapter 8 Shri Sai Satcharita In this chapter Dabalkar describes Baba's daily routine of taking bhiksha from the five blessed houses about Bijama's incredible seva of searching for Baba in the forest so that she could feed him how Tatya Malsapati and Baba slept in the Dwarkamai and finally Baba's love for Kushal Chand Sand of Rahata I shall narrate Baba's daily routine of taking bhiksha and Bijama's seva Baba going for bhiksha The five blessed houses are one Sakaram Shilke Patel two Vaman Rao Gondkar three Bayaji Appa Kote Patel four Tatya Kote Patel and his mother the blessed Bajja Mai Ganpat Kote Patel and finally Nandaram Marwadi that is Nandaram Sanklecha Baba walked barefoot and sanctified the soil of Shirdi while taking Madhukari The significance of Baba taking bhiksha When a human being is born he has certain runa or debts they are as follows Pitrurun that is feeding and remembering our ancestors with love and respect to devarun debt to god who gave us this wonderful life so we can pray and do numerous rituals for him rishi run to the sages who gave us our lineage and explained numerous shastras for us bhutarun run to animals and vegetations so we feed dogs and cows and crows etc and lastly manush or atithi run any person who comes to our door we ought to give him water and a meal baba taught us the four mahayagna by example pitru yagna is conducted by the right or entitlement of a human being dev yagna is the swaha right that is by saying swaha and putting offerings into the agni bhuta yagya is accomplished by feeding animals and watering trees manush yagya by offering food to atithis or doing annadan manush yagna is accomplished baba took bhiksha every day thus performing bhuta and manushya yagya for our welfare he often asked the devotees who came to shirdi to take the jholi and go for bhiksha by taking bhiksha from nandaram marwadi a jain marwadi he taught us equality of vision that caste and creed mattered little thus we should treat food as brahma and not hanker after tasty or delicious food life may shower bitterness and sweetness so we should accept it with good grace as prasad given by baba why did baba do a pradikshina on his bhiksha route 
During Shraddh Karma, Apara Karma, the procedure followed is a Sapavaya or anti-clockwise. He is receiving Bhiksha and offering it to our ancestors, which we are supposed to do with every meal. This is Aposana or Yama Karma. We are required to perform yearly Shraddha, which we forget to do after some time. He also fed the creatures like cats, dogs and ants by standing on a stone and giving them food and water. Baba took Bhiksha from five houses instead of seven houses as is followed in the Madhukari of the Datta Sampradaya. The five houses symbolize the five pranas, which are prana, the vital forces that receive the food into the body. Apana excretes what is not required. Samana receives all that is brought by the pranas and assimilates it. Vyana is the circulatory system that carries assimilated food to the different parts of the body and Udana protects and serves as a bodyguard to the individuality and the ego, helping it to lift the thoughts to a new height of better understanding. A Pradikshana Bhiksha Details of Baba Baba would come out of the Dwarkamai, walk past the Chaudi, then stand in between Sakaram's house and Vaman Rao Gonkar's house and ask for Bhiksha. Sakaram Patil Shilke, his house is situated near Baba's Chaudi with a west-facing entrance and Vaman Rao Gonkar house which is opposite to Sakaram's house. Then he proceeded to Bayaji Appa Kote Patil's house known as Sai Kutir and is situated at the end of Kote Gali and Bhaijama's house situated adjacent to Sai Kutir. And last, he took Bhiksha from Nandram Marwadi Sanklecha's house, which is diagonally opposite to the Dwarkamai. The word Bhiksha comes from the Sanskrit root Bhik, which means to beg. The tradition in India is that the medicants have to lead a reclusive life devoid of all the pleasures and should subsist on food obtained by begging alms from the householders. They should not be choosy about what is partaken and eat whatever one gets in the process. Also, it is an act where one loses the egoism of the self. According to the Dat Sampradaya, the following assurance was given by Sri Guru Narsimha Saraswati to the people of Gangapur in the Guru Charitra. Sri Datta Guru has given an assurance to all the devotees that he would forever continue to accept alms in the Sri Shetra Gangapur in the afternoon. As it is believed that Tatta Maharaj himself takes Bhiksha there in the afternoon, each and every one visiting Gangapur must offer Madhukari to some people and also accept Bhiksha 
from five houses as prasad according to buddhism lord buddha suggested that the basic source of food for bhikshus was that received in the morning alms round the daily dependence on alms reminds both the bhikshus and the lay devotees of the interdependence and prevents the bhikshu from becoming too isolated from the lay community he meets them every day and eats the food that they share with him an alms round is not considered as begging by the bhikshu for he does not solicit anything but is ready mindfully to receive any alms that the lay people wish to give him although the food may sometimes be meager the bhikshu is always expected to be grateful for whatever he receives baba also followed the tenets of the datta sampradaya and the buddhist traditions and used to take bhiksha from five blessed houses till his mahasamadhi he not only did this but also encouraged his devotees to take bhiksha from the houses in chetty baba very clearly showed that he wanted his devotees to be devoid of ego and also be humble it is also believed that by taking bhiksha baba used to take away one third of the sanchitta and prarabdha karma of his devotees now i shall describe the five blessed houses that baba took bhiksha from sakaram patil shilke this house is near the chaudi with a west facing entrance sakaram was a farmer a wealthy landlord and was devoted to baba sakrabai the wife of his grandson haribau says that baba loved sakaram immensely baba stood at the crossroads between his and vaman rao gonkar's house and called out sakaram roti de she also stated that triambak haribau's father donated the land to baba's sansthan the land for the shirdi bus stand was donated by him triambak samadhi is inside the compound of the narsimha temple which is adjacent to sakaram's house the other two samadhis are of thanabai triambak's wife and ramgir bua who is mentioned in chapter 33 of the shri sai sacharita There were many Gosavis living in Shirdi at that time and their samadhis are in that compound unfortunately their names are not known The Narsimha temple was constructed by the Shilke family as Lord Narsimha is their Kuldevat a priest performs puja daily along with aarti and bhog Around the year 2000 the house was sold by his descendants and a multi-storied shopping complex now stands in its place. 2. Vaman Rao Gonkar's house. This house is on the right side and opposite to Sakaram's house. Vaman Rao was born and bred in Shirdi. 
His family was affluent. They were farmers and landowners. His descendants say that he owned 500 acres of land in and around Shirdi. They also state that they owned the Lendibag and the adjacent lands. They sold the Lendibag to Moreshwar Pradhan, who then gave it to the Samstan. This is one of the blessed houses that Baba took Bhiksha from. Mention is made of his house in the Sri Sai Satcharita, Chapter 19. When Baba placed a ladder against the house and climbed up on the roof, then he crossed the roof of Radha Krishna Maya's home and descended on the other side. At that time, Baba was very sick and so was Radha Krishna Maya. Purandare had pleaded Baba to cure Mai, and this was Baba's unique remedy. Baba also gave two rupees to Venku Shimpi Kamlekar, who brought the ladder. Other devotees objected, saying that Baba had paid too much. Baba told them that any work that was done should be paid for promptly and adequately. Kamlekar, however, had no children, but after he received the money, he prospered and had two sons. Vaman Rao Gonkar, after leading a prosperous life, died on 15th April 1964. His descendants are living in Shirdi and carrying on his legacy. The Palki and the Rat, when taken in procession through the village on festivals, stops first at his house. The family is given the honour of doing the first puja or arte to Baba and the Palki and the Rath. 3. Bayaji Appa Kote Patil's house His home is named Sai Kutir and is at the end of Kote Gali. He was born in Shirdi and was close to Baba since infancy as his father was a staunch devotee. He started serving Baba at the age of seven. Bayaji noted that Baba was very fair and just and would enjoy silence on the Hindus when namaz was being performed and vice versa. Sweets were distributed to all alike. He worked as a revenue officer and a police officer in Biragaon. He was very affluent and owned 84 acres of land. Baba used to give him 4 rupees daily and say, Do not eat and excrete. So he invested in land. Baba advised him on what and when to cultivate on it. Once he did not heed Baba's advice, and there was no yield. He incurred a loss of 300 rupees at that time. He was with Baba when his Maha Samadhi occurred. Baba distinctly told him, I am leaving. Carry me to Dagriwada. All Brahmins will be near me. Baba was sitting when he breathed his last. Nana Saheb Nimonkar poured some water into Baba's mouth, but the water came out. Bayaji 
tried to collect the water by placing his cupped palm below Baba's chin. Baba leaned on him and took Mahasamadhi. His descendants, Gopinath, still live in that house. The Shede Sai Baba Sansthan has given that family the honour of carrying Baba's Paduka and Satka for the Chaudi procession. Baija Mai Ganpat Kote Patil's house. This house is situated adjacent to Sai Kutir. Baija Bai came to Shedi after she married an affluent landowner, Ganpat Kote Patil. She was a dutiful, loving wife who did all the household chores. She loved to cook and feed the various guests and relatives that came to her home. Food is Brahma, she knew, and was the very first lady to feed Baba. Her troubles came to an end when Baba came to live in Dwarkamai. Every day, Baba took Bhiksha from her house. As soon as she heard Baba's voice, she left whatever she was doing, whether it was attending to the cattle or the horses, and went inside and prepared fresh bhakri and curried vegetables for him. Baba was very pleased with her love and devotion. Once Baba asked her, Bai, what do you want? Sampati or Santiti? Unhesitantly, she asked for Tatya's welfare. She was very concerned that though Tatya had three wives, he had no children. When Baba was in his physical form, Aarti was performed to him. Usually during Madhavrao Arkar's Aarti, that is Aarati Sai Baba Saukya Data Rajiva, he was offered the chilam. Baba would take a puff or two and pass it around. The Shirdi Sai Baba Sansthan has bestowed the honour of carrying Baba's photograph during the Palki procession to their descendants. Viju Kote Patil, who is Tatya's grandson, and Gopinath Kote, who is Bayaji's grandson, go to the Samadhi Mandir just before the Palki procession commences. The Pujari gives Baba's photograph to Viju and the case containing the Padukas and Satka to Gopinath. Earlier, they would ascend the steps of the Samadhi to pick them up, but this was stopped some years ago. Then they carried them to the waiting Palki and placed them inside. Then the Palki proceeds to the Dwarkamai. Viju then takes the photograph of Baba and places it on the stone for a short while. After Baba has sat on his stone, for some time he is taken into the Sanctum Sanctorum. The photograph is then placed in the Mandap for some time. Then it is brought to the Palki and placed in it. Until Viju signals to the Palki bearers to lift the Palki, it is not lifted. Just as Baba would not get up until Tatya came and lifted him and asked him to go for the Palki procession. The Palki then goes to the Chaudi and Aarti is performed. At that time, 
Baba is offered a lighted chilam by Vijay. And lastly, the house of Nandram Marwadi's sankleja. Nandram was a rich landowner and money lender by profession, but he was kind-hearted and a gentle person. His grandfather came to Shirdi from Rajasthan, Kharde village. Nandram was born in 1866 and grew up in Shirdi. He came close to Baba in 1875. His devotion increased by leaps and bounds. In fact, he spent most of his time with Baba. His house is one of the five blessed houses that Baba took bhiksha from. It is said that Baba visited his house last, although it is very near the Dwarkamai. Baba loved his family and would call out to Nandram's wife Radha Bai, who had a lisp, saying, "Oh, Bopdi Bai, bhiksha de." If she was late in offering bhiksha, he would shower abuses on her and return to Dwarkamai. Radha Bai was devoted to Baba. She knew that Baba's abuses were a blessing in disguise. Every Diwali, she used to get five yards of white manjar pot and stitch a kafni for Baba and present it to him. Baba used to wear it immediately with great joy and happiness. Nandram's grandmother asked Baba to look after the family. as the male offsprings used to die in infancy baba gave her three mangoes and she got three sons after the amrit leela all the sons survived the best deed that nandaram did was to donate the land between buttiwada that is the land after the nandi and the dwarkamai The deed was done through Damu Anna hence the samadhi mandir was extended Nandaram believed in doing good and in giving rather than receiving He also repaired and laid the floor tiles of the Maruti and Ganpati temples He died on 13th October 1946 His philanthropic deeds and social work is carried on by his descendants Pajama Ganpat Kote Patel Words fail to describe the incredible seva that she did by feeding her Sadguru In those days there were dense forests around Shirdi She carried a basket of freshly prepared bhakris and curried vegetables to feed the fakir Patiently she waited for him to come to his normal state from his samadhi state then she probably fed him like yashoda would feed bal gopala it did not bother her that society would frown on a lady going to the forests alone and feeding a man baba was her sadguru and she was determined to feed him neither Did her husband object to this? What an extraordinary act of love and devotion. 
Now I shall narrate how Tatya, Malsapati and Baba slept in the Dwarkamai and finally how Baba visited the home of Kushal Chand of Rahata. In Chapter 8 OB 117 it states that Tatya and Malsapati both slept in the mosque. Their heads used to be in the east that is Tatya, west Malsapati and north Baba while their feet would touch each other in the center. However, they chatted through the night. Thus Tatya slept with Baba for 14 years. But after his father passed away, he started going home as he had to shoulder the responsibilities of his family. In the Vastu Shastra, it is recommended that we sleep with our heads towards the south or the east. and sleeping with the head towards the north and the west is not recommended the reason is because the blood contains iron and when we sleep with the head towards the north the magnetic center of the earth attracts the iron present in the blood so it creates pressure in the brain and can make you mentally unhealthy lack of proper sleep makes you feel irritated and its regular practice can lead to brain hemorrhage the magnetic force should flow from the feet towards the head and not vice versa however baba in his compassion let his divine energy flow through his feet into tatya and malsapati how incredible was his love for these two Sleeping in the east direction is good while sleeping in the west direction can be harmful which includes sleeping with your feet on the east side Moreover your head should be placed in the east direction as it increases memory concentration good health and spirituality in a person More on Baba's sleeping practices will be uncovered in the forthcoming chapters Baba's connection with Kushal Chand and Chandraban Sand of Rahata Shivram the grandfather of Kushal Chand came with his family to Rahata from Rajasthan and settled there His family was known as the Rahatikar family as they resided in Rahata He had three sons Ramchandra Chandraban and Brijachandra Kushalchand was the eldest son of Ramchandra It is important to note that though they were Jains by religion it did not matter to Baba or the Sand family Without a shadow of a doubt Baba had equality of vision and a great deal of love for this family The family owned about 2000 acres of land. The family business was named Shivram Ramchandra Sand until 1928. They also owned cotton mills in Aurangabad, Jalna, Selu and warehouses at the cotton market Ahmednagar and various other places. They had ginning factories in Ahmednagar. and Wamburi 
and money lending businesses in Ganj Bazar, Ahmednagar. Chandraban Sant of Rahata. His date of birth is not known, but he died on 13th December 1911. The ties from previous births between Chandraban and Baba were strong. Though affluent and prosperous, he was very humble, devout, and loved Baba a great deal. He had no children as the pregnancies resulted either in miscarriages or stillbirths. It is said that he had three wives, yet he did not ask Baba to bless him with children. His nephew Kushalchand, however, was very concerned, so he asked Baba to bless his uncle. In 1903, by Baba's grace, a son was born. He was named Amolak Chand and lived happily for 75 years. Amolak Chand states that Baba often visited the house and the last time Baba visited them was three days prior to his Mahan Samadhi. The family would seat Baba comfortably and offer light refreshment. Baba, however, stayed for about 15 to 30 minutes and then returned to Shirdi. The villagers took Baba in procession to the accompaniment of music and saw him off at the gate. Kushal Chand He was born in 1854 to Ram Chand. Though he was born into an extremely affluent family, he was very humble. He did not have any formal education but was a shrewd business person. With his expertise, their business flourished. Baba loved Kushal Chand a great deal and he would go and meet him at least every fortnight. If Kushal Chand was unable to come to Shirdi, Baba would send a tonga to fetch him. Whenever Baba visited Rata, he would go by tonga or would walk all the way. Upon reaching Rahata, he would first go to the orchard that was owned by Kushal Chand. There he would sit under a tree known as Adna Sonia Digitata for some time. Then send someone to the seat and tell him that he had arrived. This tree, which is near the boundary of the orchard, is called a kalpavriksh or wish-fulfilling tree as Baba sat under it and thus blessed it. The tree is on the way from Shirdi to Rahata on the left side and very close to the main root. The fruit of the tree is said to have magnetic properties. When the two fruit touch each other, they bind together. Kushal Chand gave Baba a royal welcome. Then the ladies would offer him fruits, sweets, savouries and refreshments. Baba, however, usually ate a small piece of roti with milk. Then, after spending a pleasant half an hour, he would return to Shirdi. Kushal Chand states that Baba stayed in the Chaudi in Rahata for some time before he came to Shirdi. After leading a fruitful life, he died 
on November 15, 1918. The love between Baba and Kushal Chand was deep, that Kushal Chand could not bear the thought of being separated from his Guru. He breathed his last exactly a month after Baba's Mahasamadhi. And this concludes the commentary on the chapter. Om Sai Ram